Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. It's Angela, and I'm so excited to be here with you for this edition of the Architecting Podcast. And as you know, the whole purpose of this community, really, that we have built on multiple social media platforms, including Clubhouse, with a website, with this podcast, is all about advocating for a better built world and doing the personal development work it takes in order to be strong as an advocate and not succumb to self-doubt, to question the premise, to really reach our fullest potential and live our best architectural lifestyle. And you know, I have to tell you, I've had some amazing one-on-one coaching sessions lately and our clubhouse critical conversations room that was just this past Sunday, which was on leadership, some amazing questions, some great follow-up later in DMs to me on Instagram. And what I'm hearing more and more is a real hunger for getting outside of the box, for realizing how trapped and constrained we are by so much about the way our profession works. And what's really sad about all that is that most of it doesn't have to be that way. It's just become part of what I call the culture of design. I do mean that because it is a little bit like a cult. We've been trained from early on in school to have heroes, to have gurus, that our dream job maybe is to work, perhaps even without pay, interning for one of these gurus, that we need to sit at the feet of some master, that we should be abused, that we should work crazy hours, that no matter what we do, it isn't good enough and we must relentlessly push ourselves that we know better than our clients do, that we need to push our ideas out on people instead of connecting with them and solving problems for them, that we need to be this lone wolf caricature peering through our round spectacles at the world in disdain for how it does not understand us and our ways while we puff on our 20th cigarette that we have just changed smoked and flick the ashes onto something that the intern is working on while we take a sip of our coffee. It's a stereotype, I know, but It's one that resonates, and the reason it resonates is because there's grains of truth in that. There's so much 
that I hear people say when I coach them that if they just asked why they could get on the other side of, and that's part of what I help them to do. One of my clients recently said, my career doesn't have to look like someone else's. I should do more that I like to do. And that's right. It doesn't happen because we're not being taught way back when, when we go to architecture school, how to get clarity. No one can expect you as a student to walk in and know what you want to do. You might know that maybe you're kind of interested in architecture, but beyond that, you've really got no basis for understanding what would be right for you. Practice is an incredibly broad spectrum. And then there's all the non-traditional ways that architects work in the world. They're consultants, they're advisors, they work in industrial and product design, they act as advisors to nonprofits, they teach, they're administrators of institutional buildings. And when we get to practice, there are people who like to design, there are people who love materiality and details, who have a passion for sustainability or user experience or research and on and on and on. Not to mention specialty types of work like healthcare or justice or academic or performing arts or fine arts, right? There, there's an endless list of ways to be an architect. In fact, it is so broad and so deep, you could never hope to in one career do even a fraction of what it's possible to do as an architect. Yet, when we go to school, what are we taught to be? Generalists. We're taught to believe that we'll work on a series of small projects with free reign from clients who have no budget and just get to exert our design will. And that isn't how the world works. And you find that out the minute you start practice, that it's much more about your clients' needs and wants and whether you can forge a good partnership with them. It's about knowing how to win work, how to facilitate conversations, how to write persuasively, how to document, how to lead, how to manage all of these things that we don't learn in school because they're too busy inculcating us into the cult. And so when we get out, even when we work for a more enlightened firm, there still are these vestiges, right? These vestiges of an old way of thinking, of a way that doesn't value time, that treats creativity as a commodity, while at the same time having this double standard that no one else can have a voice. And let's not even get started on the stress, the overwhelm, the burnout, the anxiety that I hear over and over and over from architects. And I've heard this for years, my entire working life. We are slowly killing ourselves, abusing our bodies to worship at the altar of some idea 
of what an architect is. We are sacrificing ourselves to the cult, the culture of design. And it is time for that to stop. And I know if you are listening to this show, if you are part of this community, that you are ready to take a stand. You are ready to put your passion for designing great buildings that have impact to work without working yourself to death. You are ready to start feeling good about yourself instead of feeling torn apart by criticism. You are ready to get out of the validation trap and the comparison that goes on and the crit mentality. Instead, you're ready to partner not only with other architects, but with communities and clients to design in a way that literally makes people better. That is what you're all about. And you're tired of struggling. You're tired of fighting. It's like you've been wrapped in plastic wrap. And you can see that there's more out there, but you just can't seem to get out. You can't seem to poke a hole in it and tear it away so that you can step out and be free. Be free to practice the way that you want. And today I want to help you feel emboldened and empowered to call bullshit on the old archetype of what an architect is, to burn the mythos, to tear down the icons, to stop looking for celebrities in design who act like they have all the answers, and instead to take a different approach, an approach that starts with you. Take a deep breath right now. Slowly exhale, and as you do, kind of feel yourself melting into your chair or if you're lying down into the floor or your bed. And ask yourself, what do I want? Why did I choose to be an architect? What matters to me? What gets me excited? Which parts of the project? Which kinds of clients? What opportunities? I know there are set phases and our contracts even spell them out and often there are deliverables and it feels, feels like there's a lot of structure there, but there's actually so much freedom. So much freedom if you just get centered, get clear on your why, and make it a non-negotiable. How can it show up in everything you do? You know, one of our project managers was putting together a proposal for a very small project for a new client. It's a way of getting our foot in the door. And I mentioned, don't forget to include in that proposal, our evidence-based design process, our lean process, and our sustainability. He's like, okay, I I think I can work in the research part 
and the lean part, but I'm not sure about sustainability. I mean, it's just a couple thousand square feet here. And I had to remind him that sustainability isn't about all the big moves that you could make on a much larger project, like a greenfield site or a major renovation, but what about material choices? What about acoustics? What about lighting that reflects the circadian cycle? There's so many little ways that we create micro-environments for people. All of those best practices, they are scalable. And it's never too small of a project. It's never too little to do. There's a story in every room, in every project. There's always a way that we can touch people's lives, that we can help surface problems they didn't even know to ask about, and we can impact them through the designs we create that empower them, that support the way that they need or want to live, work, and play in the spaces we give them. If you've ever done a project for a not-for-profit or an institution that doesn't remodel super frequently, when you look at the existing space, it's always so amazing what the people that have to use that space cope with. All the workarounds that they've developed because they've outgrown the space, not only in terms of capacity, but in terms of process. And it doesn't meet their needs anymore. And they have to kind of finagle things to to make it as good as it can be, but it's still not fully supporting them. And there's actually amazing amount of energy that they have to put, their valuable energy that could be going towards making a difference in the world through their work or unwinding and resetting their brains if they're playing or relaxing and cocooning if they're in their home. And instead, they're expending this energy to try to work around space that doesn't work for them, right? When we are designing, we get a chance to wave a magic wand and to solve so many of those problems. If we're listening, if we're committed, if we're willing to bring together the right people and do the right homework and ask the right questions and keep saying, why not? And how can I? There is the magic of architecture. We are building environments for people. We are building them microsystems for living. It's not about working yourself into the ground. It's not about pleasing your boss. It's not about competing with your coworkers or another firm. It's about that moment and that magic. And how do you want to make it happen? How do you want to practice? Do you want to practice in a red ocean world of cutthroat competition and emotional abuse? Or do you want to practice in a world 
of innovation and impact. It's up to you. It is your choice. You do not have to be part of an old cult, of an old way of working that is broken. You get to question that premise. You get to say, no, thank you. And you get to keep being an architect. You don't have to leave the profession to practice in this new, exciting, enlightened way where you can feel so good and so energized and so positive about what you are doing that it doesn't even feel like work. If this sounds like exactly what you need and you're feeling a little bit stuck, I just want to remind you that I have opened up some limited one-on-one coaching spots this fall. And I've already filled up about half of them, but there still are some openings So if you would like to work directly with me, I've got three different ways. A lightning session is just that. It is a 30-minute call where we just get some real sharp clarity. My flourish session is 90 minutes, and we actually start to unpack the limiting beliefs and the habits that are holding you back and help you plan an implementation for not just the goals where you want to be in 90 days, but how to get there, a path to get there. And finally, I have a 90-day coaching program where you'll get everything you get in the Flourish 90-minute session plus three more monthly calls with me to check your progress, help you get around any obstacles so you can keep moving forward and hit those goals. You can go to my website, architectingpodcast.com and check out the programs. And if any of those sound good, or if you have any questions about them, you can DM me on Instagram. I'm at architectingpodcast. I'd love to work with people. The one-on-one coaching is so much fun. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in doing, if you've listened to everything, you've gotten the free resources on the website, now you are really ready to take a bigger step and have someone else kind of hold that space for you. Because it's hard when you're close to a situation to really see it objectively. And that is what a coach can do for you. They can help you see the bigger picture. They can help you see where you're stuck in ways you could have never imagined because you're doing what you know to do and you don't, if you knew better, you would do better, right? So that is the magic of coaching. So again, I've got just a few more slots available, so if you would like to make one of them your opportunity to work one-on-one with me, go on over to my website and check that out. And again, if you have any questions at all, feel free to DM me on Instagram at architectingpodcast or email me at Angela at architectingpodcast.com. Love to hear from you. And remember, if you are enjoying this podcast, If you think it's helpful and you know other people who would also find it helpful, make sure you have subscribed 
leave a comment, share this with your friends and ask them to subscribe and leave a comment too. This helps our podcast and our community to be more visible so we can reach more people and have more of an impact. And I know you've heard of the 80-20 rule. It takes 20% of early adoption in order to begin tipping the scales. The more people that are taking a stand for a different way to practice, the more people who leave the cult of design and say, it doesn't have to be that way. The more and more and more we can start to make practice look like what we want it to be. The more and more and more that every new student who's enrolling in an architecture program does not need to get inculcated. The more and more and more the roadblocks you encounter in practice don't have to be there for someone else. Help make it so. Help strengthen our community. And by doing that, your voice and your vision. Leave your takeaways. I always love hearing from you. You can send me a direct message or you can leave a post on Instagram and tag Architecting Podcast. I know that we are all hyper busy and juggling every day. And I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it that you found time and made it a priority to listen to this podcast. I value your listenership so much. And I am always, always wanting to be in service to you so that we can be in service to our communities. So take care for now. Don't forget to look at those coaching programs if you think you would like a little bit more focus and one-on-one attention from me. And I will see you next time. Take care. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired.